0: Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week, we look back at the draw with Derby County, look ahead to the game against Coventry City, and discuss Tom Barcazen's recent interview. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, decent, decent weekend, decent week. I mean, we've been quite busy. There's uh, a small matter of Blackpool coming up, but yeah, uh, one game at a time, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love a cliche. But yeah, um people listening to this, in case um you haven't heard our other podcast, we've just recorded a podcast, a Blackpool edition with uh, Blackpool writer Matt Scrafton. So make make sure to uh keep an ear out for that. Um, but this one is not Blackpool focus. We're going to focus on commentary, Well, all the things I said in the intro, really. But the, the the general PNE stuff away from Blackpool because there are things going on other than the Blackpool okay. game. Certainly. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the draw against Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, not exactly a classic. I will never get the first forty-five minutes back. Uh, no. That was painful to watch. I, honestly, I'm not even joking. Like part way through that half, I was thinking. I'm never getting this time back because it was that bad. North End were bad. The game wasn't exactly great. Derby obviously the better side. Um, but yeah, North End improve a little bit in the second half, but it ends nil nil all the same.
1: Yeah, another draw. I th- I think the um <laughs> the one thing we took away from Saturday's game was, you know, the tributes to Trevor Emmons. Yeah. Uh a crowd of just over sort of eighteen thousand came in way above average. Yeah. Um to sort of, you know, Admission five or a go, all money donated to charities of his choice, you know, that he supported over the years. And, you know, the, the tributes beforehand were absolutely, absolutely spot on, I thought. Mm. You know, the, the, the big screen message, you know, the video message and collage they put together sort of 10 minutes before kickoff, that was... That was lump in the throat stuff, you know, yeah. it was emotional watching it. I got goosebumps. It. Yeah, I, I really did. I'm not just saying that for effect because we're recording a podcast or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I was genuinely moved watching yeah. it. I thought it was it was lovely the way they put it together with memories of Trevor Emmons attending charity events, of his racehorse, you know, various wins of the, you know, in the racing world. Mm. Um, there was a bit of video of him in the Royal Box at Wembley on the day mm. North End playing knocking a ball around yeah yeah, it was a big beach ball wasn't yeah. it he kept knocking it up and um, him,
0: uh, heading the ball at the uh, opening Rainbow, Rainbow, House. Uh, Rainbow yeah. House now Rainbow Hub I think um, yeah. mm-hmm. where, where he was there with all the squad and just yeah. playing around
1: yeah it was, it was really nice and then they had all the players and staff at the club saying sort of thank you boss They yeah. got other people from who used to be Hugo, associated Lawrence yeah. and Moyes David Moyes said a really nice yeah. word. words you know and it, that, I think that was sort of testament to the guy you know that it was it was heartfelt it was genuine yeah. and as i say it was genuine lump in the throat stuff you know and um, and then obviously beforehand they brought a flat cap out on a you know, you know on a cushion carried it laid it on the center yeah. spot while the minutes of applause took place and then afterwards, that was placed behind the goal at the Allen Kelly Town and, you know, for the duration of the game. And I just thought it was a really nice touch. And I think the biggest tribute were 18,000 people mm. turned up to watch. Now, normally that game would have attracted a crowd of, say, 11 or 11, 12, yeah. you know, pushing 12, maybe. Uh, more Derby fans came yep. than, than would have been with, with their circumstances at the moment. And, you know, that 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 was, to be fair, to see... People sat in Deepdale in areas of Deepdale where, over the last few seasons, we've come accustomed to empty seats pre-pandemic, whatnot, you know. Mm. And since then, but you know where there's blocks of seats not normally used. It was lovely to see those full, you know. Yeah. And uh, that that was the that was the that was a takeaway from the afternoon. I felt I thought. North Ended that very well. Um the, you know the planning you, and build up was it just set the right tone I thought. You
0: say it a lot where things matter more than football. Yeah. And and it did that day. Yeah, didn't it did.
1: It. it reminded me you know dif- different position different parts of football but you know when Sir Tom passed away mm-hmm. in 2014 I thought North Ended that extremely well. You know and Likewise with the owner passing away it was it was handled with dignity with the right tone not mm-hmm. over the top. You know, yeah. um, but still you know, in a
0: white kit, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, it was nice to have the corner. You know, the, yeah. the the nod to the the owners' racing colours of yellow and green checks with the corner flags was a nice touch, mm. a simple touch. You know, and I think that summed it up. I think maybe wearing the away kit would have gone a little bit too far, yep. especially with the reaction it had at the time mm. when it was released. So, as I say, that was a takeaway for me from the afternoon. Really good. The football was dreadful. The first half was like. North End couldn't get the ball. Yeah. They chased it, they could not get the ball. Derby, for all their problems, yes, the bottom of the division bought their points deduction because of the twelve the bottom because of the points deduction. Yeah.
0: Otherwise the mid table. They would have
1: been yeah, they're above North End on 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 points, you know, on actual accumulated points. And not a bad side, but I just yeah. thought North End did not take advantage of their situation. They've had to piece together a squad with free transfers and short term deals, but they had two center halves, good center halves in the in the day of Curtis Davis and Phil Jagielka. Mm-hmm. Davis is thirty six. Yes,
0: were made. Jagielka's
1: thirty nine. We yeah. not. I, I don't know if they can still move or run that much, but because we never yeah. North End never ran at him, we never got in behind him. Yep. We never ran directly at him. Which, that was the annoying part for me. There was not the service, there was not the creativity to at least test that. Yeah. They might have found out that Davis and Jagielka can still move, yeah. can still defend. It's all in the head rather than the legs. Fair enough. But at least let me try.
0: Yeah. You was, know, like, I'm not simple, saying he didn't
1: try, but he just couldn't w- make it work. Simple that was a disappointing. Slide pass yeah. from
0: like, we've seen it a million times, Johnson to Maguire, just that little curving run off the centre-halves. Why is no one else able to make that? I mean... I said it to you during the game. Mm. I'm sure there is tactics behind it. I'm not questioning it. Mm. But I could not work out what Barcazin's role was or no. what he was doing. I'm not going having a go at him because I'm sure he's told what to do. Mm. But he seemed to spend more most of his time between the fullback and the centre half mm. on the opposite side of the ball, almost like playing as a right winger mm. in front of a wing back in a system that had no left winger. Yeah. And it just seemed... Strange instead of
1: they were too far apart, him yeah. and Reese were too far apart. North end strength this season, I think, for what you might find of them, is Reese and Maguire. They, they've linked up well, and all that Maguire's not got really the goals to go with it. But mm. when they do play, they actually get themselves quite close together, mm-hmm. and it works if you're going to play two up front a lot of the time, get close together, get yeah. linked. It, that that would help North end play, but they, they were far too far apart. If, if yeah. you'd
0: have, say, so the ball's down the left, you'd have probably have Reese. In between the, the the centre half and the and the fullback, because that's where you can attack the space. Then you'd have the other striker between the two centre halves, just kind of, you know, um, in a sort of pattern. But Barkhausen was one extra man across, and it just seemed to leave him with not a lot to do. There were a couple of times where it got spread out to him, and you thought, "All oh, right, okay, that's why." And he mm. can't half beat his man, but it just was happening so few and far between. I just didn't. I just felt that North End lost. More by not having him close to Reese than they yeah. gained by having him out there, it just seems strange to me. And exactly. then they went to wingers later on in the game genuinely mm-hmm. in a sort of four, two, three, one, four, three, three, with w- winger on each side. Yeah. And they seem to get a bit more joy. But if you're playing this sort of like asymmetrical with only one winger out yeah. there who's in front of a wing back anyway, who's been told to push on and all the rest. Mm-hmm just seemed odd tactically yeah. to me. Yeah,
1: but the, uh, I think half-time stats, Now, I'm not a big one for half-time stats and like...
0: Half-time play rating. ...possessions, yeah, but
1: <laughs> Derby had 71% of the ball. That's a hell of mm. a lot. That is like... I not possession doesn't win your games a lot of the time, but when you only have, you know, 29% possession at home, it's like Derby were just knocking it around and they were finding that so much space between behind our midfield and in front yeah. of the back three you Know little pockets of space, they, w- they were finding it all over, you know. And I think in the end, you know, Daniel Everson got the Starman Award because he made four good saves during the game. They were saves I would have expected him to make, yeah. Um, for his best one was from Jaggy Elker There's been
0: some you think you've no right to say yeah. that, but yeah. Blackburn, for example, that, that yeah. those sorts of ones, yeah. but they were all fairly,
1: yeah, they, they were good saves, but yeah. the, as I say, ones that if you bring in a top-class goalkeeper from a Premier League club, they should be making. His best one was at the post from Jagie Elker after Curtis Davis hit the post. At the bar, sorry. Um, yeah. But, in, as I say, North End got a bit of a gallop up towards the end with a change of formation. Well, probably before that, I think, once Whiteman and Sinclair came on, a bit mm. more energy, a bit more together. You know, Sinclair like, looks at it. He did, he did, he really did. And then they brought Murphy on later on and took off a defender. Fair enough, yeah. changed to change to... So he, he, um, and
0: Hughes at centre half didn't look particularly out of place, which he has in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but ugh, probably a little bit too late. You know, the game had. Yeah. I, I was talking actually. Um, it was to Neil Mellor before a couple of days before the game. He was doing the press conference down at your Exton, you know, before the game, and he said he'd seen quite a bit of Derby, and he said if you get to Neil, he said if you don't concede by the seventieth minute against Derby. You're fine because that's when they blow up. Mm. You know they come at you, and because he said the squad's not that big. You know, like the the changes off the bench, on. You know, the, there's not there's not a sort of They're plentiful depth. supply. They're not got the death, have they? They lost Baldock to a broken nose yeah. inside 20 minutes. They brought Louis Sibley on, and then ended up taking <laughs> Sibley yeah. off. Sub got subbed to bring Kazan Richards on, who hadn't played for a while with, mm. it, with an injury. So that, that was showing the sort of lack of depth. And, you know, just, just a nod to Neil Miller there. We got it absolutely spot on because mm. probably North End's best spell was that last 20 minutes when Derby had run out of steam in terms of attacking play. And then I think they just sat off it a little bit, sat in the shape and saw it out. You know, they, they took a point, didn't they? You know? Yeah, so, and uh, we'll
0: come on to it and, um, anyway. But Tom Barcasen mentioned in his press conference recently that that, that that he knew exactly that, that Derby blew up and that's what yeah. got... Mm. PNE, and I think, yeah,
1: yeah, I think to be fair as well, North End worked themselves back. Yeah, they little. were doing better. I think Whiteman coming on, suddenly the, the passing improved with him. Yeah, the, the passing one, it found the white shirt, and two, which he hadn't been doing, yeah. and two, it had a purpose about it, it wasn't just passing it for passing it's sake. Yeah, so they thought, and then you know, Sinclair came on up front and was lively and was. Hunting the ball more. So you saw, you started to see that gradual improvement as, and then Derby started to sort of, you know, as an attacking force started to wane a little bit and just decided, you know, like last set in and defend.
0: I thought Sinclair played a bit more centrally than Barcazin. He did. As well, he did. He got the press together, Because yeah. when the centre-halves have got it and they're under no pressure, Barcazin's out on the wing. Mm-hmm. He can't close down that other centre-half, which you know. is where PE generally sort of trigger the press. Yes. Although I did see times where they waited for Davies to step out five or ten yards on it. Then Barcazin was at him. I so think, whether yeah. that trigger was meant to be ten yards further, but I suppose mm-hmm. you've got to adapt and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But I did think you have, um, you have
1: certain w- with the press, you have certain players, you're happy to have the ball, yeah. aren't you? Famously, ben North, <laughs> North North End at Bournemouth last season when Ben yeah. Pearson, now a teammate of Steve Cook, to, told the whole stadium that like let's you know he so can have him, it. He's he, poo. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> let, yeah,
1: Let's have yeah. Let him have the ball. It's okay, lads. Sort yeah. of thing, you know. So, but so maybe you know, maybe North End were working on that assumption. Yeah, yeah. Done,
0: I think yeah. the the areas that Ben Whiteman seems to pick up the ball though just helped PNE progress a bit more. It just in terms of in their own half, just, just the little maybe pass, mm-hmm. the in-between, say, the the wing-back, where they can get it from the centre-half and, and get people get e P&E pushing forward. I feel like mm-hmm. Brown and Leeds were maybe picking it up maybe a little bit too central, then it was mm-hmm. a lot of sideways, and yeah. as soon as they did try and go a bit more expansive, it was either a hard ball, and they weren't really at it anyway, mm-hmm. or they would just misplace it, and yeah. it just, just seemed really... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say disjointed, because I feel like they knew what they wanted to do or they knew what to do Mm. just wasn't coming off
1: yeah what 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 was frustrating was with a big crowd in there is that you wanted to give them something to shout about maybe attract some of them back that's another argument but the atmosphere went flat very quickly which when you've got a lot of people coming who don't regularly come They're not the sort who are going to start singing and shouting. They Mm -hmm. want to be entertained. Sometimes it works both ways. Yeah, your team needs to entertain the crowd, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the crowd need to give the team a bit of a lift, which you generally do with a smaller crowd. Sometimes you know more familiar crowd, or away from home. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we were getting nine thousand on Deepdale, and the crowd was brilliant. Yeah, but then you get eighteen thousand, and it's not quite as good. Maybe people are. Uh, spread out a bit more results, slightly different, things like that. But it it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a massive atmosphere. No, and, and it was a
1: shame. It was a shame because you, you wanted that. You, you, but as I say, people who don't regularly come to the games, mm-hmm. they're not going to sit there and start the singing. And That's not their, yeah. you know, they're not the regulars, Eddie, you probably don't feel they can do it. And as it was, the whole Place was a, a bit flat, you know. I thought it was superb during the he- tribute to Trevor Emmons, but mm. after that, everything sort of went down. But near the end, mm. last 10, 15 minutes, a couple of ta- couple of tackles, one corner or two. Mm. Suddenly, you know, the noise started, and you think if North End had been able to do that a little bit earlier, even early, you know, however, yeah. answer first half, get course, them going, early second half, if that had happened, who would have known? You know, yeah. you could have had a real buoyant atmosphere.
0: And I, I said after the game. And I, I do not mean this in any sort of joking way, but it was almost like someone had died at the stadium. And yeah. it, was, it was like, and it, and it probably was the case that people were coming to pay their respects mm-hmm. and, and, and were there for Trevor Hemmings rather than necessarily to create an atmosphere and, and get the game going. Ben, and it, it get was, a little yeah, like that.
1: Then it was a team's responsibility to yeah. move it on from the tribute. Yeah, and set move, the tone. Move it to a football game then. Yeah. You know, that's what he would have wanted. You know, uh, we we weren't sat there to be, you know, sort of quiet and mm-hmm. sort of respectful all afternoon once three o'clock started. Yeah, once the whistle goes, the I- everyone yeah. kicks into the like The idea was then to move it into a football match. Unfortunately, it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. The thing is, he didn't lose. Yeah. But, you know, he uh, said it's a, a six draw out of seven. Um, Coventry next at home, Blackpool mm. next after the, after Coventry on the weekend. So you just you know sometimes you might have taken that pointed you won the game before or whatever. But it was first game back after the international break, first game back after the QPR defeat. So you just wanted that, we wanted that extra, didn't you?
0: It was probably as angry as I've seen Frankie McAvoy after the game as well. Now it he doesn't, it? Yeah, 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 it doesn't yeah. give loads away as such, but. In the same way as Alex Neal, when he was angry, you knew about it, but you could tell, especially in some of the wording he used and things like that. And you, re- I really got the sense that he sort of felt like the team let down Mr. Hemmings mm. for not winning the game or not yeah. giving more in the game or or, or whatever. And he's, he gave quite a sort of scathing it report was, yeah. after the game, but really, I've didn't he? Be-
1: he said the first half was nowhere near good enough. I can't remember his exact phrase, but yeah. it's terrible, sort of almost. It was, you and know, he like
0: apologised to the yeah, family. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, I think that that weighed heavily on him. Mm. I think that weighed heavily on the team. I don't know if it weighed heavily on the team or not. But uh, did they play the occasion rather than the game? Mm. You know, like uh, and
0: he, he almost said that he thought the occasion got the better of him, which for me is a bit of a worry because an occasion should bring more out of you, mm-hmm. but you know. It, it, it can happen. It does
1: happen. I've seen it when Sir Tom Fiddy passed away on the Friday before the Orient match. I think North End weren't great the next day. It took an like a jug on an equaliser to get themselves in it the next day. Tom, Sir Tom's 90th birthday, I think, against MK Dons, it took a Bailey Wright 90th minute equaliser. Mm. He weren't great. So wh- whether it's coincidence, whether they just weren't at it, whether it's an occasion, I, I don't know. But, mm. um, but, you know, it... It, it, they are where they are. It was as a performance of over ninety minutes. It wasn't anywhere near good enough. It yeah. was um, out of the, you know, a nil nil as a spectacle. At least at Birmingham and at uh, Bristol City mm. last month, there were some half decent chances. It wasn't, you know, it was it was an okay. They were both okay games to watch, but I thought this one was like pretty pretty poor.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought, in, like you say, Bristol City is a nil nil. wasn't Wasn't okay watch, but. Mm. <laughs> That one uh, derby was difficult. Yeah, it was. But we move on to Coventry, who oh we well actually we'll go to Barcazen, because that's mm-hmm. happening more chronological yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Um, me- I mentioned it earlier about him saying they didn't get going until um until the 70th minute when Derby blew up. We sat with Tom Barcazen on Monday mm-hmm. for pre-match press for Coventry. Yeah for half an hour, mm-hmm. and I, and I tweeted this the other day, it was probably the best press conference from a player that I've I've been to. It's like a
1: therapy session. Yeah, and it's I almost. think when you speak yeah. to
0: players, mm. when, say, they come out of the change room, oh, you're all right, yeah, 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 and then you get them in front of a microphone, and their voice changes. Yeah. like You can hear it, you can mm. almost hear the guard going up, and they go a little bit more monotone, and you can see they're a little bit more considerate. Tom Barkhazen came, sat down, laid back in the in the seat and was just like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And he spoke exactly the same as you would if you were probably his mate just but chatting to him. The thing, yeah. him.
1: thing is, I shouldn't you shouldn't be know. surprised because I think all Tom Barkazen's press conferences are like that. He's never yeah. been one to sort of give the standard, we gave it everything, 110% gaffer sort of thing. He, he's, yeah. he's never been like that. He He's not your archetypal footballer with the wash bag you know, with the you know the manicure. Yeah, it comes out after hair. after
0: a yeah. um, after some- a game. The some- scruffy hair. Sometimes, sometimes comes. It
1: sometimes comes out of the dressing room looking like he's been dragged out of a, through a hedge backwards, doesn't he? You know, and he he's just he's down to earth guy. And to be fair, sometimes what he said has not rung true with support. You know, like supporters have got upset mm-hmm. seeing it as a criticism of them. Sometimes with what he might have said in the past, but with this one, it seemed to resonate with with supporters. You know, he told them. He, he he hadn't enjoyed watching the games um, when he'd been out, and I think I think a lot of it stemmed from the fact he'd missed a dozen games, hadn't been available for a dozen games because of COVID, and like rec- it was a has been a slow recovery for him because of his asthma, and and he's slower than he expected, yeah. Which is, and he's not a good watcher. I can't really remember Barkays and being out for more than a game or two mm-hmm. at, at various points during his career at North End. And I, I just got the impression a lot of the last eight nine weeks frustration came out of him from what he was saying at times. It was you know very honest stuff. Yeah. You know, he's. Um, I think a big thing you know he, we got him talking about his contract mm. um, where and to be fair, I thought he was very upfront about that. I thought it was quite refreshing. One that yeah, yeah a lot of players will say, oh, it's not all about the money. And for a lot of them, it is. But mm-hmm. I don't. I honestly think, of course he wants a pay rise. Of course yeah. he wants some good... Because he if says he's it. Got a,
0: what, you know, it's his job. He says, I want to get what I'm worth. He knows yeah. he's, what, yeah. 27, 28. Yeah. He's been here five, six years. Yeah. He's done that time yeah. to earn one of the better contracts. Yeah. He's, he's, he's at the peak but of his yeah. career, and he's, he's served his time. It's his last big contract. Generally, when you get yeah. to
1: 28 now, he's thinking of, like, oh, what I want, you know, what." it it's yeah. my last big one before you start hitting the sort of one and two year deals, yeah. don't you? But I do genuinely, ge- genuinely believe what he said when he said it's not just about the money. Of course, yeah, yeah it's a profession. You've got to you, – You always want to get. Yeah, the better if they go to him and say, say yeah. he's on ten. If they yeah. go to him and say, I oh, will give you mm, eight. He's mm, not going to. If they go yeah.
0: twelve, mm, he, he might want a, a proper, a yeah. proper salary. Yeah.
1: What I, What I got from it, um. The way the press conference works, Radio Lancashire go first. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was some excellent questions from Adam Cottier in there. Yeah, kudos to Adam. Yeah, Um just kind of let him. Yeah, w- get, get, well. yeah, and then we got to ask some questions after. And I, my first questions to Tom was following those mm. questions from Adam was like, "You look like you've reached a little bit of. Are you at a crossroads?" That's mm. the phrase he says. Yes, I am. Mm. And so, yes, I want an extended deal. Yes, I'd like some. A decent salary, yeah. But I get him he also talked about, I, I, I don't want to go stale because mm. he said that's cheating other people. He said if I go, if I go, you know, he said I, I don't like to go stale. Doesn't want to be in his comfort I zone. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be in the comfort zone. He said I don't like being bored. I don't deal well with being bored. Now I don't think that's a, a slight on the football or anything. I just no. think he's been here now pushing five years he's in his sixth season he joined about november then he couldn't play until the january um but he's been here since basically november 2016 and part of me's thinking is he looking do if i stay now if i sign a two or three year more deal i'm at Preston basically for the rest of of my my career career, basically bar a, a season or two somewhere at the end and he's thinking, do I need that? Do I want to come into the same place at training every day? Do I mm-hmm. want to go to the same stadium? He see knows the same everyone. faces? Yeah. Or does he want to give himself a new challenge? But very well if Alex Neal, mm. despite admitting... He fell out with him towards the Alex end. Neil or
0: Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but
1: you know, like he said, there were fractures. You know, I said I yeah. think there was towards the end there was a little bit of sniping as you would have expected. Burnout and the yeah.
0: intensity and things weren't going right. Yeah, and
1: all that. Was... but I, I get the feeling that if Alex Neil ever got another job, yeah, Barky wouldn't not mind going to work with, yeah, play with absolutely. him again. I think he'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you got. To th- take into consideration you know and I, I just think he's reached a point at the moment where he's weighing up where where can I get a good offer but is my career am I going to do myself justice staying here because some players thrive from staying in a club for a long time yep. and they get better some might think just be you know I just need a bit of a new challenge to get me going again I don't know And I, I honestly think it was seven or eight weeks of being sat at home you know, with recovering from his covid, he's had some personal issues. He was saying his dog had died, which don't underestimate that. People mm. with pets, you've got a dog top, You're yeah. like it was, it was like,
0: losing like losing a family. It's like losing a family member. It doesn't matter. That,
1: doesn't matter that they're on four legs. They're absolutely yeah, yeah. so close they're like, to him. Like people's yeah. children, they, yeah. they depend on yeah. you and all that yeah. Sort of he, stuff. Yeah, he looked close to tears when he was talking about his dog. Yeah, dad, you know that—that's that, a big thing. Don't don't make. I'm not making light of that. And uh, I just think certain things have happened over the last few weeks. You know, probably built up a little bit. Mm. And it was all, as I say, it was almost like a therapy session. There's yeah. one, one, or two things he said in there about. Games this season, I didn't quite agree with, but you know, but a lot of what he said absolutely bang on. You know, like
0: uh, my question to him would have been, I didn't actually get a chance to to put a question to him because of he his had to go out had to run after yeah. training. Yeah, um, but it was that he just seemed like someone who had a lot to say. He yeah, seemed, because I think he sees a lot of what's on social media, mm. and without being involved mm. and without replying to people on Twitter that can be taken out of context and mm. the rest of it it's very difficult Mm. to air your frustrations, air what you, how you feel and all that sort of stuff. Um, He did make a mention about the fans in that he got a good reception at the weekend, Mm. but he said, it's probably his best reception. He said, is that because because I've been out or is that because they do actually like me? And I think there has been that almost fractured relationship with the fans because of probably Barcazin's attitude in that he is one that isn't like I'm so lucky to be a footballer. Blah da blah, blah, blah. He'll he admits he's in a privileged position, but mm-hmm. it's a job to win. He yeah. comes to work, he works hard, and you know, and he's not one that I don't think he's the type who will sit and watch absolutely every football game, for no, example. No, No. Um, and it's kind of left <laughs> maybe a little bit fractured with the fans at time, and I think maybe even stuff like his gait, where he always looks like he's knackered, and people yeah. think <laughs> I don't think he's trying hard enough and stuff like that. Whereas, because he's come out in the past as well and said. My numbers are as good, if not better, than everyone else in the squad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, so I think there's been that sort of disconnect there without being able to be on the pitch and show what he's about or show his effort and try and drag the team mm-hmm. up a little bit. And as he's a senior player in the team that's been here a long time, I think he's just kind of getting almost a little sick of it. Yeah. A little think, bit sick at North End. I
1: think, in yeah, places. maybe that's a little bit in hot. Places. Yeah, a stronger phrase. But I think now he said it, I think he he might have got that off his chest now. Mm. It might be sort of part of his sort of yeah. And he has another look at it now. You know, it could very well it very well be that he signs a new contract fairly soon or in the next couple of months. I think it's but, just but, as light. Yeah, it could go and tip the other way, you know. But he's had yeah. that conversation. I think and that's, that, those conversations
0: yeah. aren't mm, coming anytime no. soon either yeah. no. because of what's gone on. Yeah, yeah. And he accepted
1: he shouldn't. He said he shouldn't really be thinking of contracts at the moment because yeah. of people. Are Trevor Hemmings dying, you know. Yeah. And um, he said Craig Hemmings, who's you know his chairman, Peter, the both they were both. You know, obviously it was Craig his father. Mm. Peter Ridsdale, he supposed to at least once every day. But, you know, he, he's, um, you know, worked with Trevor Emmings for 10 years, you mm. know, he, the former close bond, you know, can, I know you've got to do a little bit of business as usual and keep the club going, but something as sort of narrow mm. as contract negotiations and intense as they might get, maybe they have to go on the back burner a little bit. But I think one of the things that Don was wanted to emphasize as well was on the COVID side of things mm. because he, 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 one of one of something he he said he said what really annoyed me was like people were h- had I got COVID he said because I wasn't double jabbed he said and he said basically he said what a stupid suggestion he said I'm asthmatic he said I've been double jabbed since June you know mm-hmm. I like, probably one of the first to sort of be double jabbed you know and I think that that was frustrating him that people have been questioning on social media you know like have you well. Have Covid, well, you should have got yourself jabbed, and he Mm, had, you know. Thankfully, it's probably sort of reduced his, you know, symptoms to the point where he can recover at home rather than in hospital. That was his saying, you know. Yeah. So, um, so we had a lot to say yeah you know and um, I, I loved it yeah. I all, I'm oh, all God. for that yeah, yeah. all
0: for that and uh, I don't care if there's bits that are a bit decisive or as you said mm. there's bits you didn't necessarily yeah, yeah. agree with but yeah. that's the whole thing it's people's yeah. opinion yeah. I'd rather them come out and say that and be like oh I don't mm. agree with that because you could probably challenge them and they'll explain yeah. it and they'll mm. go mm. go with it yeah. but I'd rather that than them come yeah. out I mean for example and uh, this is nothing against Daniel Johnson, but his press conference a week or two before was so so polar one, opposite. Yeah, but you he got, was so yeah. considered, and he was so almost tight-lipped that he yeah. didn't want. I think he's very conscious things getting taken out of context mm-hmm. or being misconstrued. And he's very e- e- even to the fact that I know it sounds really basic when you when you're being taught mm-hmm. how to be a journalist. But if you answered, if you gave him a yes or no question, he will answer yes or no. Mm-hmm. If you give him a leading statement to try and work at the question, he will turn around and go, well, what's your question? And then he takes a minute and thinks about it. Mm. And I'd rather someone be a bit open and be a bit sort of Mm. blase into the fact that we know the situation. You don't have to report absolutely everything and and you, you can take things in the correct context Mm. than, Maybe being that guarded there's nothing against either way but my personal preference is oh, what yeah. barky did and I love those sorts of open yeah. more to be fair I, I
1: quite liked him both really you mentioned mm. the DJ one because it he, he tests you you know mm. like, and he, he's a deep thinker and I don't mind that we shouldn't just be there asking questions expecting yeah the lad's done great and everything and yeah. expecting those answers quite enjoy when he says well what, what what do you want me to say you know like yeah give me a proper question I will answer you yeah like it's been a yeah. tough week
0: dj yeah what, boat, so yeah what? yeah what's your point it's, it's, <laughs> you know, know
1: that that kind of thing yeah and then you like the polar opposite you like the barky one who just sort of. you got hi tom
0: anyway contracts covid and yeah. it's like it was just I yeah know. You, it was you, offered you know, up
1: you probably the, the ones in between yeah the boy's done great and everything <laughs> yeah. maybe that's a, take it one week it's easy, three points easier to do you know yeah f- easier to listen you know like do but not as interesting. I think o- the only thing, you, you, there's one or two things what Barky said. I thought he was a little bit harsh on his teammates on the Swansea game, saying, mm-hmm. Yeah, Swansea popped us off the pitch for 20 minutes. And he did to first start. But then for si- 70 minutes, North End bashed them around. And I think everyone know. gets their own moments yeah. in games. Teams of they do, yeah. Teams will have yeah. 10, 20 minutes where they so, do it. So I think to say, Oh, you know, that, you know, maybe leaning was it a deserved win. I think they absolutely murdered Swansea after. Once Swansea had taken the lead and yeah. then North End equalised, I think they absolutely pop. you know, North End just sort of played them off. And then the Peterborough game, yeah, Peterborough got a 95th minute chance, but North End, to be fair, had like God knows how many chances to finish it off, you know, yeah. which, um, so, well, you know, the, 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 the minor points those, but the rest of it, absolutely, it was a fascinating listen, it really was. Yeah. But the contract thing will be interesting which way it goes, you know, and... Um, I don't think there'd be any animosity whatever happens, you know, like if 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 he can't get to an agreement and he, he has to leave in January, he goes at the end of the season, I think it'd be a shake hands, a hug, and he'll go, you know, mm. like he'll get on with the next chapter of his life. If he signs a new contract, fantastic, let's get on with it. You know, yeah, and he so. did say
0: that, like he said, I'm conscious I've only got, I'll have mm. six months left. If they want to sell me in January, yeah. who am I to complain? I've not committed. So mm. that's the way it is. If you want to get some money for me, fair enough. I think the only thing for that for me mm-hmm. is that, North End didn't really pay a lot for him, so they're no. not necessarily losing out yeah. by him going for free, but you probably do lose out on some of the value bit, that's yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, you'd hope, you know, that I think the, what did they pay for him? He well, basically ended up, something. I think it was a bit more, but he ended up basically two months worth of wages yeah. that Morgan were able to pay, wasn't it? Which at the time was so invaluable. Um, so probably kept that 125,000 mark or something, but mm. um, it, his, you know, he was saying, look, North End, the base of their operation on buying and selling, you know, and if a player is running his contract down, as we saw with Ben Davis, Ben Pearson, Darnell Fisher, unfortunately, in January, yeah. they were sold, not for a huge amount either. I do
0: wonder if yeah. seeing Ben Pearson and Ben Davis basically both going, I don't want to stay no matter what, I do want a fresh start, whether mm. that plays a little Might part be. in it.
1: Certainly, yeah. Because
0: yeah. he may maybe he still speaks to Ben Pearson, Yeah. and Ben Pearson's going... Changing things up was a great yeah. was a great thing for me.
1: The thing is what you know with Barky is his own man. He'll mm. make his mind up. You know, it'll be his decision. It won't be what his agent decides. He'll instruct his agent, he'll talk to his agent about it and you know, it'd be very much what what, what he wants, you know, like if he wants to sign that new contract he will. Mm. If there's one offered. If he doesn't want to sign it, you know, and he won't. Off he'll go.
0: And regardless, He's been a great servant to the club,
1: yeah, well that's not of write him off yet, you know yeah. this is one you know like we're we're middle of October, sort of next transfer windows not until January, you know there's plenty of time for stuff to happen in between, you Yeah. Know, so
0: next up. Coventry. Coventry. We're yeah. recording this at twenty past two on Tuesday, so there isn't a great deal of time for the yeah, not a great deal of time before the. the it's a bit
1: dark though, isn't it? So it could have, could well be two o'clock. Yeah, in the morning, it was yeah. warm yeah.
0: when we came in. Though. I've got all the windows open, <laughs> mm. roasting in it. Anyway, mm. uh, Coventry are a very good side uh, coming to Deepdale Wednesday. Granted, mm. if you're listening to this, beyond Wednesday. It's already happened. Yeah, but we will quickly uh, l- preview. Wh-
1: yeah pre Tuesday evening, they are fourth. Yes. Whatever happens tonight, I don't think they can drop out of the top six anyway. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the trip, they've 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 transformed. They last season, the they had a struggle first half of the season. Gradually got better, and the we were talking about it before. North End beat him when they were share ground sharing at Birmingham last season, mid April. Yeah, they, had, they like had a very that. good record there though. Yeah, didn't they, they did. Yeah, they hadn't been beaten a lot at all. North End a few teams to beat him anyway. North End beat him that day. Mm. North End was safe by then and I think other results meant around that time Coventry got safe. And then you you look at the last season's league table, there no they would, it was like North End, they ended up points wise, nowhere near yeah. the teams who we went down. But they were so but,
0: relieved to be yeah, safe.
1: But they had been early in the season, they had been in a sort of battle, yeah. they were in the bottom three, weren't they? Anyway, they've really kicked on this summer, you know, to see him up in the, you know, the top six. He was second at one point, weren't they? You know, and mm. um you know, they've had some cracking results, and then they're, <laughs> they're just sort of the one off kill to one. They got hammered 5 0 looting out of nowhere. Yeah. But generally, the results have been very so, impressive. So they
0: beat Peterborough 3 0, yeah. routine win, professional performance, very good. Then they get stuffed five nil by Luton, but follow that up with a four nil four one win mm. against Fulham. Like, well,
1: welcome to the championship. Yeah, it's yeah. so
0: bizarre. You got even three 0 and four one. Even for between. the
1: championship, that's a little bit up and down, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, So, but they, no, they have gone great. Guns are such mm. a surprise to see them up there. But
0: came from two nil down to draw two two with Rovers last time out as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they, got they they won at Blackpool earlier in the season one nil. Yeah. Um. So th- they've had some. They've had some really good results.
0: Yeah. And I, I saw something the day saying it was like a a league table based off expected goals, expected goals mm. against, sort of thing. So like where in sort of inverted commas should teams mm. be? And Coventry were where they should. They were third at the time, in, and yeah. in, in going off all the XG and stuff, they mm. were still third. Yeah. And I think I don't pay loads and loads of attention to stats because I think there's a limit to it, and, and they're, they're useful to a point. But those ones, mm. I think. I, I I did pay attention to because there was times where PNE scored like would were, were, were scoring loads of goals, but they were scoring with pretty much every shot on target, and you knew it didn't last. And then it got to the stage where oh we can't really score and all this sort of stuff. And it 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 came it came apparent in the end. Whereas Coventry are where. In theory, mm-hmm. they should be. So they're not just kind of a performing above the station, and we'll see them back in mid mm-hmm. mid to low table by the mm-hmm. end of the year. They they could well have well, staying well, power. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, second season here. Think about it. They've had the problems off the pitch with not playing at the Rico Arena for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're back there now, which must be a big thing for them. Even though they had a good record at Birmingham, yeah. to troll your fans an hour just to watch a whole match is like not good. So they'd be glad to be back at home and. Um, so Mark Robbins is a manager who's much admired in the game. You know, he's, mm. you know, there's some jobs he's done hasn't quite worked out, but others he's done really well. And um, he'll, you know, he, he's making a great. He got Coventry going, hasn't he? Gone him up a couple of divisions, and uh, have, having sort of survived in the championship last year, they are now f- fully establishing themselves and.
0: And a word for Victor Giocres. Yeah, well-pronounced, Tom. Thank you. What a season he's having. Nine goals. <laughs> Nine yeah. Goals, two assists.
1: Yeah. Last season, he he, he was on loan, on loan there for the first half of the season. From Brighton. Second half, the se- uh, first half season, he was at Swansea yeah. on loan. Didn't have as much impact there. Didn't get as much game time by the looks of it. Yeah. But obviously made an impression at Coventry second half. Only of the scored season. a couple of goals or three yeah. goals. But they obviously saw something in him. Tom, yeah. You know to sort of well, pay around the million for him in yeah. the summer. So uh, the right to do it the way yeah. he, the way he started yeah, yeah. and
0: he's on absolutely fire Sweden
1: Sh- Sweden international now yeah so, um, yeah 23 years old playing so.
0: alongside Ibrahim when he fancies it yeah nine he goals in and out nine yep.
1: goals in 12 starts in the league yeah pre- pretty good
0: going yeah, yeah yeah especially for a team that mm. as we sort of said weren't exactly mm. tipped to do much yeah. but they're kind of showing everyone up. Uh Team news wise PNE, what are we expecting? I don't think we're expecting to show Maguire, are we? Ali McCann, maybe, maybe get on the I'd, bench, but possibly not.
1: I'd say maybe more Blackpool for those yeah. two, or thought. Um, yeah. All of Sunday is getting close. We keep talking about him and people keep going, oh, they've been training for ages. Well, they've, they've, they've had to sort of ease him in, mm. do a bit of training, take him out of some of it. You know, they've obviously protected this injury, but... After the match, after the derby game, they do a big warm down on the pitch, don't they? The subs. Yeah. Those and who do have, like a mini game. Yeah. Those who haven't played. And like, we're, we're only playing Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I think. The after the match stuff on Saturday was a bit more strenuous because yeah. he weren't training on the Sunday. They kind of do eight, yeah.
0: the eight not involved or whatever, mm. like the, with the additional one who's not in the squad, and then a couple of kids, and then maybe even like all oh, Sunday wasn't in the squad, probably wasn't yeah. even 19th man, but they, yeah. do a, they do a training session. Yeah, they do a training.
1: They usually, sometimes you just do some running, but he also had a, a sort of small sided game, and all of a Sunday was in there. Whether that's too early, I was told maybe they've got a reserve game next Tuesday, mm. that might be one for him. So you got him in about it. Um, Chad Evans isn't right yet. He's still uh, having issues with his foot, although not not that far away yet. Yeah. But
0: what's the what's the problem with his foot? Oh, I can't <laughs> pronounce
1: that platyphalitis or something Somewhere like, like that, that, isn't it? Yeah. I just kind of nod it's a tendon, when he says It's the it. tendons on the arch of your foot, I think. Right. You know, like when you flex your foot and you can feel a sort of mm. tendon across the bottom. It's mm. some, something to do with that, I right. think. So it it could turns be into qu-
0: Dr. Frankie when he starts talking about it. Like does, some it does, Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so basically, probably the team will be as... The squad, I would have thought, would have so been as we were. I would... E- <laughs> I would expect. I think Sinclair starts, I think Sinclair starts instead of Barkayson. Yeah, and that's not because of his press conference. And I think yeah, he's not going back in the he's basement. Not going back in the basement is he tied up. No, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ben Whiteman in there. Yeah, either. for Ledson. Yeah, we're talking about Ledson and Whiteman, both on four bookings. Yeah, that's a big. Do you want to lose them both for Blackpool in case things went wrong? If have I... you got to treat it one game at a time. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I was going to say you've
1: also got to manage your squad. If right? I'm
0: if I'm them. And yes, you've got to do one game at a time. I am not missing the derby. No, I'm no. not. I, if there's a if there's a fifty fifty, there's an opportunity to slide in.
1: Mm.
0: I'm staying on my feet.
1: I know, but is that to the detriment of the team in that game? You know, like maybe North End have to. Uh, for me, they have to get something from Coventry. Yeah. To take into that Blackpool game, you know, if they get a win, it'd be you know mm. take the pressure off completely, not completely, but take a, an element of pressure off. Another draw, people shrug their shoulders have seen this over last month yeah. a defeat I think would be just not what they, what they want so you know do, do you risk both Whiteman and Ledson in there do you mm. have one of them on the bench The uh, gamble on McCann might be back. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, this would
0: be ideal if Ali McCann was fit just to start Brown and McCann and and limit how much Whiteman and and Ledson have to do. I I think think Whiteman has to start either way.
1: Yeah, because I I think Whiteman made such a a good, positive impact coming off the bench. But Frankie said
0: he dropped him because he wanted to see more from him. And I thought it was a little harsh. I didn't think he'd been... Yeah, b- noticeably poorer than others around it. He,
1: he said he'd taken him off. He scored against Stoke with yeah. a free kick, but he said he wanted. A, he took him off in that game, didn't he? Later on, and said, "Oh, mm. I wanted a little bit more from him." Didn't start him at QPR and didn't bring him off the bench either when Nally McCann got injured. Yeah, Alan Brown. Brown on, and then obviously sub again. You never know. A little bit of a breather, mm. a little bit maybe a boot up the backside yep. if that's what a he rocket. needed. I don't know. He doesn't seem the type who needs that, but sometimes in your head you might do, it might just might just be a good timing thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um couple of questions from Twitter. Mm-hmm. That are basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. How much longer does Frankie McAvoy have?
1: I don't think we're straining to that territory. I don't think it's under, yeah. think he's I under I threat. No, no, no. You know I, maybe I,
0: more so if they lose these two in this week, yeah. they maybe start to be mm-hmm. I can I can understand the questions being asked so yeah. far. It's North not End, that time for me. North
1: End have been patient. They always have with the managers. You know, I think about it. Alex Neal was here three years, nine months, Simon Grayson, four and a half years, you know. So it it would be going against whatever whatever people might think at the moment, wherever results have been. It's, it's slightly going against the grain of what North End have done lately as well. I'm not hiding behind what's happened recently, but is this a... Te- it would... Would they turn the minds to it? I'm not too sure, but mm. you know, if yeah. they'd lost some of these draws, I think you'd be under a lot of pressure. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they are. They have still got some points on the board. I think they could just do with a, a perfor- you know, a, a win and a, an actual performance when they do look good. I think Barkay's and touched on it. We need to dominate games a little bit more. Now you can easily win a game without dominating it, mm-hmm. but sometimes just. Being on the front foot for a good section of it, a good two thirds of it, it can—it's a real feel-good factor, isn't it? You know. So.
0: And I—I I said to mm. I, I in that sort of frame thought, uh. I said to Frankie McAvoy, "Is someone due a beating?" Yeah. And he, he just kind of said, "Well, yeah, we hope so." And it wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't mm. like it wasn't like oh, we, th- mm. we think someone's going to be, someone's going to get both barrels. It was just that you know we're still plugging away, we're mm. still working, and so I don't think there is that air of panic around the place or, no. or anything like that. It's just more...
1: Yeah, it's not that need to go out and thrash someone 4-0, I suppose. But, mm. you know, like, it's just, just sort of win, a win, a win in these next couple of
0: games will be huge. Yeah, it's a big week and then it's followed it's up by, by Liverpool. Yeah. You know, so it, it doesn't really stop at the end of this week, but... And then after Liverpool, you've got... Bournemouth away and Forest
1: away—it's a really, really tough yeah. of month, you know. Yeah. It's a real test of it's, them. It's very, of very, full on, isn't it? Yeah, this this yeah.
0: period before the next international break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, what's so what? What do you expect? Last, just lastly, what what do we expect from the game? I know. We, we I think no. have got a great I've, lifespan in the podcast, but
1: I get the impression that a change of formation at some point we might see. I don't think it'd be for this one mm-hmm. because he. He's emphasised. Well, he said, "Whenever Coventry have won this year, they've won against teams we play for at the back." And he said, "I think and they play su- three. Yeah, and they play a three, don't they?" So I think they match each other up. I think then, um, as we might cover or have covered in the yes. in the next podcast,
0: breaking after the fourth this, wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, whether you would be brave enough to change formation for the first time, really. Against Blackpool, I'm not too sure, but
0: do but, I up the home game against Luton then?
1: Mm, yeah, well oh, I forgot I to that one off my yeah. schedule, didn't I? There, yeah. so uh, yeah, but if if they want, if, if they were to beat Coventry, if they were to beat Blackpool with a three at the back. He's gonna stay with it, isn't he? You know, mm-hmm. but um, but just on the Coventry game, I remember him coming. The, the North End played uh, Coventry at home between Christmas and New Year, 29th of December. Yeah. Um, you know, last season it was so cold, it was a Wednesday night, it was absolutely bloody freezing. <laughs> and um, um, but I remember they for what first 20 minutes, I don't know, if, again, we couldn't get the ball off Coventry, they played this really pleasing style. Mm. And then I think out of the blue, DJ scored, and then Sean sure, Maguire got one from a corner. Second half, sometime you know, early second half, and it mm. were quite comfortable from there. But uh, you know, we noticed then how Coventry. I think Coventry actually impressed me more at Deepdale, mm. than he did down at, at home. You know, like uh, the way they moved the ball through and waiting. They team, work yeah. it so well through the system. I thought that yeah. like when they
0: when they win mm. the league in League One, I remember seeing them a couple of times, yeah. and I thought they looked mm. like a really good side.
1: Yeah, you know. So it's, it's funny, isn't it? You know, some some clubs seem the three five two seems to be gaining popularity Mm -hmm. again and a lot of teams are playing it North End are playing it and it doesn't seem to I don't know because of results it's not seems quite as popular here now you'd think you know, Coventry fans, it's a funny thing, Coventry fans will look at that and think three-five-two is working perfectly. Yeah. It's just, I suppose, it's results, isn't it? Even towards the end, towards of, the end of last season, yeah.
0: North End fans were thinking the same thing. We're finally solid at the back, we're finally creating some chances and things front. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So,
1: I, I think McAvoy's always wanted two up front, and I don't think... Diamond, he, geezer, eh? Like a lot of managers, he, won't, he doesn't four. want to risk, it. they don't like four-four-two anymore. Yeah. You know
0: he wanted that diamond to give yeah. it a bit more depth and to get the two yeah, up front,
1: yeah he wants yeah, they still want the two up front, but it's how it's how you line up behind traditional just two midfielders and two wingers yeah. for a lot of managers now is a no no yeah know? so
0: it's pretty much only like Burnley that do it,
1: yeah you know and yeah so
0: Everton a little bit.
1: yeah so so at the moment his three five two seems to be yeah, he gets his two up front. But he's also got the safety blanket of three defenders and three centre midfielders, really. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to see how it all goes, but I think that's us for this week. For this yeah. podcast, of course, there is another podcast, the Blackpool Special Podcast with Matt Scrafton coming out as well. may already be out, depending on when you listen to this, so yeah. make sure to uh, give it a look. It'll be in the same place as, as this podcast, wherever you've found it. We're taking um, one
1: podcast at a time.
0: Yeah. This one yeah, covers up not until... Not getting carried away.
1: This one covers up until Wednesday, and yeah. then after Wednesday, the Blackpool one takes over. You start off,
0: start looking beyond your next podcast, and then that's, that's where you lose oh, focus and it is yeah. to pot. Yeah. Um, one, one game at a time to one yeah. podcast
1: at a time <laughs> um,
0: all I have to say really is thank you very much for listening uh, make sure to keep up to date with myself and Dave at Tom Sandals at SEDS LEP on Twitter at LEP underscore football for all the stories uh, LEP.co.uk for daily PNE stories and uh, buy a paper the Lancashire Post because always Preston North End content in there as well but all that's left to say really is thank you very much for listening
1: thank you